Hi, and welcome to We Can Be Real. I started this podcast because nothing makes me happier than connecting with people that I know and love and getting to share experiences and insights with people that I'm meeting here for the very first time. I'll share my own stories and invite guests to join me in conversations that will hopefully make us laugh, make us feel seen and understood, and will come away with more knowledge and information that can help us in one way or another. Here we go. Hi, welcome to We Can Be Real. This is episode two, and it is a continuation of what I talked about in episode one, which was my eating disorder and how that started at the age of 13 or 14 years old. I encourage you to listen to that episode before diving into this one. I ended that episode in talking about I had given up binge eating during my first senior year of college, and that I went back after healing myself or getting professional help and really licking or kicking the ass out of my binge eating disorder. However, it took me many, many years, decades to have a healthy relationship with food. Yes, I was no longer a binge eater. I had stopped that behavior to never return to it. Doesn't mean that I didn't like food. Doesn't mean that I wouldn't have more on some days than, you know, on other days, but I never used food in a way that was unhealthy or overeating or out of control eating. Those days were gone and that was wonderful. However, the mindset of weight and carbs and fear around food, I no longer went on deprivation diets because I think that is the kiss of death. And I think I, I'm certain and every client that I've worked with, it is universal that every one of them, when we do, I, I do my intake, when did it start? It always started when they were an adolescent and it always started with some form of a first diet. Dieting is what started the roller coaster for me. It was deprivation, didn't have sugar, didn't have sugar, and then boom, had a taste of it and I finished boxes of cereal. So I was no longer a binger and I, I did eat meals and I tried to learn how to eat properly, but I still had a lot of fear around food and carbohydrates and I still had very bad body image issues. So that was a, that was a whole other journey. And through the years, I was able to get more comfortable. My weight started to get, you know, slowly but surely I got to a place that I, I felt better about myself. I won't say good, but certainly better. But the old seeing myself as fat, seeing myself as chubby, that stayed with me for much longer than I wish it had. I always say that if I had all the hours that I spent in my head judging myself, am I going to eat it or not eat it? Or how do I look? Did these jeans fit? Did they not? I should have a PhD by now because I wasted so much time on that and I didn't accomplish many other things because my brain went to that versus a lot of other things. So I was much healthier, no binging, much, much healthier, but still had a lot of stick around food. And it did influence how I raised my children. And I did have a household where all my kids' friends, you know, laugh about, oh, at Ellen's house, one of my daughter's friends made a toast at her bridal shower. And she comes from a normal family, a big Greek family, and they eat lots of good food and there was no issue around it. And she said, I never even knew what it was to scoop out a bagel until I went to Lauren's mom's house. And she taught me, I thought that was the weirdest thing to like scoop out a bagel. So, you know, I was the butt of some family jokes and my friends couldn't pick restaurants because they would say, oh, do they have salad for Ellen? So I, I certainly carried with me years and years of issues with anxiety around what I was eating or what I was not eating. Over the years, I started to get more comfortable. My weight didn't fluctuate as much. There were a lot of changes along the lines of body perception. One of the biggest things that I did at age 40, 
I actually stopped weighing myself and I'm now 61. That was a big thing for me. That was life-changing. That was one of those, I gave up binge eating, that changed my life. Giving up the scale for me was life-changing. Now, I don't recommend that to people. You know, it's not for everybody. I have a lot of clients that come to me having to lose a lot of weight and the scale works for them. It keeps them honest. Weight Watchers, which is the only program that I believe in, I don't believe in diet programs. That's a way of life, Eat Weight Watchers. I, I believe in it. I followed it. I think the points are terrific. It's very, it, it's helpful because it's a way of eating. You can have anything you want. You just have to measure it and make sure you're not having it all in one day. But Weight Watchers believes in weighing yourself every week. So I am not encouraging anyone to give up the scale if it works for them. But it did work for me in a really positive way when I gave up the scale. I was never happy with the number that I saw. Thin, not thin. I would, I would eat carefully and I'd get on the scale. You know, I'm athletic. I have muscles. I was very fixated on a number and my mood would be determined by my number. I had a joke with my trainer. He would walk in, Greg Lamondola. Hello, Greg. Um, he was my dear friend as well. And he would walk in and he'd say, how you doing, Elle? And I'd say, not a good day. And he'd say, what's the matter? I'd say, the number, bad number. And I could have woken up in a good mood and I'd see a number. So for me, I gave up the scale when I turned 40 and I've actually never been thinner, more fit than I am now. So that was huge for me. Over the years, changes, positive changes, getting more comfortable with eating things, not being so afraid to have the foods that were triggering for me. I, for years, M&Ms were a big trigger for, big thing for me. It was a huge binge food for me, pound at a time. And for years, even though I wasn't binging, I was terrified that having M&Ms would bring me back. So I don't think I had an M&M for 10 years. And now I have to say, I am the proud owner of a pound of M&Ms always in my house. It's one of my nighttime snacks every night before bed. I have seven, 10, whatever. And I'm not afraid of them. I don't ever, ever feel like eating the whole bag. So I really got much more comfortable with all kinds of different foods. I did make some mistakes, as I mentioned, with my children. I'm going to bring them on someday and we're going to talk about the mistakes that I made and we can make fun. I gave them some fear as well because I only wanted them to be thin and feel good about themselves and not suffer the way I did. And my anxiety around their eating was inappropriate and I didn't have a great handle on that. Everything really got better. And I think I was fully healed in my giving up my fear of food. And when I went back to school, I went to NYU for my coaching certification 10 years ago and I turned 50. So 11 years ago, I decided to take a class at NYU around coaching. I got certified. And once I started, I did my website, people started coming to me about weight, because I, as I mentioned in episode one, I do share on my About Me page. Feel free to go check it out on my ellenschweitzer.com website. But in my About Me page, I do talk about my history and my experience with food and binging. So people came to me and now I was a certified life coach. I knew how to talk to people differently. I knew how to see the potential in anyone. I knew not to be so afraid of the things that were getting in my way, food, body image. It helped other people, but I was also able to help myself because I would encourage them to not be afraid. Pick one thing a week that you want to have as your treat, a bagel, a pizza, whatever it was. And I started practicing that myself. So I am now a fun person to eat with. I don't eat everything I want all in the same day, but I eat lots of fun foods and no one has to ever think, oh, what restaurant are we going to? We have to be careful. Ellen's coming. I'm cool. I'm fun. I'll go anywhere. So that was really helpful. But I started running groups. 
I would help my one-to-one clients around eating and binging, and I would give them recommendations on what worked for me. I was very involved, and I found that I wanted to bring back the experience that I had that helped me was the group atmosphere. So I developed a group called Coffee and Commitment, and it was an eight-week engagement, and I had clients that were doing one-to-ones with me. I offered once a week, we would meet for an hour on Zoom, me and seven or eight of the other people that I were working with all around binge eating. And it was wonderful. They would talk about recipes. They would talk about their wins. We would make goals within the group. They would make goals that they held, not only with me, they held each other accountable. We were in a Facebook group and someone would post a great recipe or something that they did was a win. I ran three miles. Yay, yay. The team, the camaraderie and the support was so wonderful. It was amazing. And I loved it. It was one of the favorite things about coaching was running those groups. It was great. At the same time, a very, very smart client who was a client at the time who was a binge eater, she recommended a book to me that I started to use in my program. And the book is Brain Over Binge, and it's by Katherine Hansen. Well, we have the good fortune. My next episode, episode three, Katherine Hansen has agreed to come on and she's going to talk to us about binging, the science of it, and her relationship with her, her experience and how traditional therapy, she believes in therapy. This is a knock on, no knock on therapist. My daughter is a therapist. I love therapists. I love therapy. But traditional therapy didn't work for her, nor did it work for me in giving up my binge eating. So breaking the habit of binging. It's not that you're addicted to food. It's not your, you become addicted to the habit of binging. So her philosophy, I read the book. It was the first time ever that I read a book like that, that spoke my language. How she broke her habit was how I broke her my habit. So part of my eight week course that I did, her book, Brain Over Binge, was required and recommended reading. So session one, I told everyone, please get this book. And by session seven, we would have a discussion around the book. So I'm happy to say that when I emailed her and I told her how how amazing her book was and how so many people have read it and been so helped by it. We all, we quote her, my clients quote her. She agreed happily to come on the podcast. That will be next. So stay tuned for that. Before we, I meet with Catherine, if, if you have any questions, if you're a binger or you know anyone that is a binge eater, please DM me or reach out to me via email. I certainly can't have her answer all of the questions, but I can pose a few questions. So if anyone has a question that they think that they would like answered, please reach out to me and I will open that up for conversation with Catherine. So for now, thank you for listening and I'll see you next week. If you like what you're hearing and would like to work with me, you can reach out through DM or email at ellengschweitzer at gmail.com. Unlike many coaches, I don't have packages that I sell and people have to commit to three months of working with me. My feeling is people come session at a time. If you're finding value in our sessions and want to keep coming back, then you do. I help people with loneliness, developing healthy habits, self-esteem, and grief, or anything else that makes us human. Again, you can reach me through DM or at lngschweitzer at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening to We Can Be Real. I hope you enjoyed this episode, and if you did, I would be so happy and appreciative if you would leave a review wherever you listen. 
like and follow the show and share it with someone that you think would enjoy it too. To learn more about the podcast and about me, find me on Instagram at Ellen Schweitzer underscore life coach or my website, ellenschweitzer.com. See you next week.